Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ooh, Poodle had coffee this morning, and I did too. We are overstimulated, y'all. It's a y'all. bonus episode, y'all, oh. of 90 Day Gays. What are you, what's a bonus episode when you're having someone over for entertaining? Uh, time number four. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Three is implied. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, we do have a bonus episode, but Poodle, tell them who we're talking to today. We are talking to the wonderful Kate Casey of the podcast Reality Life. With Kate Casey. Casey. I like her announcer. She, y'all, she does everything. She used to be, uh, she was a PR person for a while, wasn't she? Yeah. And, and she was in production. But y'all, she. She's a mom. She's got like she's five. She's got like 11 children. 11 beautiful children. She loves, re- if you haven't heard really listened five. to. five. Yeah. If you've li- never listened to Kate, she loves, loves, love all reality TV. And she's, I call her often the Barbara Walters of reality show podcasts because she gets good interviews. She gets people to open up. Like, like nobody's business. Like, like you on a Saturday night. It's true. Um. <laughs> Hello? 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 <laughs> anyway, everybody. So, we're, this is a special crossover episode. So, we're airing this episode, this interview with Kate. And she is also airing the interview on her podcast on Reality Live today as well. So, we're very excited for you to hear it. And without further ado, here's us with the wonderful Kate Casey. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. Hmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's 90 day gate. Let's love. 90 Day Fiancé, six foreigners are entering the United States on a fiancé visa, and if they don't get married within the next 90 days, they have to leave the country, either by choice or obviously by force. I've been watching this show probably since episode or season two, and over the last few seasons, 
every time that I watch a new season, I always look back to season two and think they can never duplicate the gloriousness, the glory of season two. Now, I have gone to Matt Marr and Jake Anthony and said to them, I think that now that you are superstars of the 90 Day Fiance series, that you have to go back in time and watch at least the first episode of season two. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate Casey. We're, I'm Matt. And I'm Jake. We have to say that because people <laughs> say we just sound like gay Southern men and they get confused on who we are. <laughs> so it's like one voice in stereo, but really gay. Yes. Yes. What? Thank you for having us. We, you know, for people that are listening to our show, it's called The 90 Day Gays. And we just started with Before the 90 Days, season three. And we're planning on doing all the back episodes, on, um, but we haven't started yet. So, woo, this girl. Was, this was the, our first introduction to OG season two. And it's, uh, it, it, it's been opening. <laughs> Well, this was before I feel like the cast members of this show really started to lean into their fame. These were totally yeah. people plucked from obscurity and in many cases truly had heartwarming romantic stories that just happened to look like something that came out of arrested development. <laughs> but it's it's true. It was I was shocked at like when we watch before the 90 days, you're just like, oh, these idiots, you know, because some you can tell that same thing. But like, even like, yeah, I'm going to say her name wrong, but Eve, Evelyn and Justin, Evelyn. I just thought, this is so sweet. Like, like everybody, I guess nowadays met on the line or on an app, but I was like, oh, you're literally just like in a country and you met this they person. They literally had a dirty hookup one night. <laughs> and it was like, and it lasted for years. It's true. I mean, if. Hoodle ended up marrying all the men he slept with overseas. He would be the Elizabeth Taylor of 90 Day Fiance. So Justin is a teacher from sunny California. And over the last couple of years, he's been casually dating. But all that changed when he attended the World Games down in Columbia. He was in the he was in the, the basically the snack line and yes. met Evelyn and was taken with her beauty. And they kind of hung out for two weeks. And he made a couple more trips to Columbia. And now Evelyn is coming to the States. And the problem is he has not really told his family about her at all. What do you think about this scenario? He did meet her. And I love the way he described it. Yeah, I just met her in the hot dog line. <laughs> and, which for us means something different. I know. That's a, it's, a, it's a bar. It's yeah, 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 that's a bar in WeHo. I understand why um, she might think she might be attracted to him. He's that kind of American. He's very confident. Well, he looks very, he looks kind of like an, a little bit of, and I, he's still, you know, somewhat in shape. So I don't mean this as a dig, but I mean, he looks kind of like an out of shape Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. That's <laughs> I think another thing that's shocking about that, like before the 90 days, it's two hours and everything moves so slowly, but like, this episode, we, we love like, that, like, they met. <laughs> it's an hour, and they're living together in the first episode. So, but this whole idea of he's doing dishes and this kind of old-school man thing, and that I didn't love. But it's a trope, though, and I, I, know, I know why. I had more of problems. You can tell he's a straight man by the art on his walls. Oh, 
my God. Oh, my God. Sunset in four panels that you bought from Home Goods. Oh, yes. And like, you know, that bed and that bedroom suit, like some woman named Tammy at Rooms to Go told him that's what he should get for his bedroom. Absolutely. It's horrible. So I'm hoping that a decorative touch can, you know, work things out. But, you know, I mean, spoiler alert, they're... They're they're still together to this day. I mean, with children, so they like are. They're still. I feel like it's definitely. You really. It feels more like you're getting a docu series slice of life, and you're very correct in assuming it's less shiny and just kind of fame hoary mm-hmm. uh, of, of the newer ones now. I agree. It's, yeah. Another couple in this season, Brett and Daya. Now Brett. <laughs> Brett lives with two lesbians in yeah. Snohomish. Oh, Lou and, Lou and T are people. Y'all, I know Lou and T because so does Poodle and Tweedledum. Because when we went to school at North Texas, that's how Poodle and I know each other. There was a bar. There was a bar called Mabel Peabody's Chainsaw <laughs> Repair. Poor Brett lives in this sweet little house in suburbia. He's got a six-year-old daughter with his previous wife, and this woman he has met has basically catfished him because as you know noticed the first series of photos she sent to him it appears to be somebody who is at least 10 years younger yeah very young in those it's kind of like uh yeah it's very much like what his i forget her name but she reminded me of skinny paula dean you know the one his friend the same thing he really wrote paula dean she just sent him, like, I, for lack of a better word, hoochie pictures, where she's just partying. And I'm thinking, this person uh, is going to be a stepmother to your young daughter. Uh, as we say on our show, uh, that might be a red flag. We talk about red flags and moments that people that we say, you might want to process that. And I think the fact that he's living, he's an adult and he's living with two lesbians, his roommates, he might want to process that and he might want to look at the red flags of her pictures. Um, I also like that Sue, to go back to Paula Dean hair, mm-hmm. Sue, I think, has watched the movie Thoroughly Modern Billy too many times. Yes. Because Sue really thinks that Daya was an organ thief, like Mrs. Mears. <laughs> yes, it's true. And <laughs> I don't think she's ever had Thai food in her life. No. So that's just weird. Uh, don't you think? And you would look good in that Paula Dean movie. I would. And I wasn't so hot on Brett either. He he creeped me out, and his laugh really creeped me out. It's, I, I don't understand the artwork on his walls. Oh, again, the whole, or that. lack thereof. I mean, the and whole. he made those poor lesbians clean up the whole house before Daya <laughs> arrived, and then Daya arrives thinking she's moving into a palatial mansion, only to find out that he's got two roommates, and she's going to have to spend the first night together, you know, with other people in the house. You know you're not, and this is for anybody out there listening, if you're with a significant other, a man, a woman, or a they, whoever you're with, if you're go, if you're over the age of 30 and you walk into someone's bedroom and their bed is pushed up against the wall and you have to crawl in the corner <laughs> to sleep, that is not an adult relationship. No. Your bed is pushed into a corner. No, that's, not, that's what you do in your 20s when you don't have room. 
No, I'm sorry. There needs to be a walkway for everyone. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. <laughs> I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See... Now that I'm putting myself out there... No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy.
So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Open, find your happy. Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners. We know you get tired of waiting. Reality Gaze is coming to you. So no more complaining. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queens. I agree. Okay. Uh, that's a red flag. Yeah. That's a red flag. Okay. Then we move on to Danielle. Danielle has been on about oh, 17 oh, oh, oh. seasons of 90 Day Fiance. But this was the first season where we met Danielle and Mohammed, who is from Tunisia. Tunisia. Very popular. Just like Ziad. I so beautiful. She's so beautiful. So beautiful. Now, Danielle lives at home with her kids. She works with the mentally disabled. And she has come to believe that this fit young man, much 15 years younger, is really interested in her for a loving relationship and not for a green card. Was this the, was this the disaster that you thought it would have been? Now that you see how this relationship all began. Oh, I saw all the photos that pe- of the memes that they had posted before, and they were not adequate to prepare me. <laughs> they were not. For what? The per- for what hearing her speak, hearing her communicate, hearing her 
She's kind of what we call, or what I would call, Danielle is a sad Donna. She's kind of like in the middle of the country. She's kind of, she's isolated. She hasn't real doesn't have access to really good grooming. And no, she really good, doesn't know what eyebrow, know what eyebrow threading is. I'd love her to meet a threader. Um, I think that would help open up her eye. Also, an accent that hurts my ears that she uses. With kind of her voice kind of goes in. Jake is a voice weird. teacher, so he's very, very he gets very offended by accents. I, I know that's like a quirk. You know, I I feel for her because, you know, when I was a young boy growing up in southern Oklahoma, obsessed with Wonder Woman, I <laughs> I too dreamed of one day I could spin around in a golden light with a lasso and I could be beautiful and a handsome steam Trevor would want to fly me away in a visible jet. So I think that uh, Danielle and I have the same sense of fantasy. However, I grew out of that uh, as a teenager when, you know, uh, uh, an older boy named Lee pushed me down and said, <laughs> you're a sissy boy. And then that kind of broke my reality. Reality check. Reality check. I kind of think that she's never had that in life. Um, and not that someone who is not, and I don't want to say that someone who looks like her and looks like him. It's not just about the looks. It's about where she is in her life, which is not above or low, three but just where children. she is in her life. It's the fact that, again, that three children at just, home. I, what makes me sad about this, it kind of reminds me. In a way, a bit of the Darcy uh, situation yeah, of the kids are parenting her. The kids are parentified children, and they're basic. That broke my heart, even in the first episode, where the kids are literally having to comfort her and telling her it's going to be all right because they're they're as a therapist. I look at Danielle and I think, bless her heart. I think there's been some childhood trauma that she is stuck in an age mm -hmm. and not well. That's what happens. We have childhood trauma, and if it happens when you're ten, you are you are. This is scientifically proven. You are stuck in that age until you work on your it. shit and 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 learn how to adapt to that. And I don't think she ever has. I know it's really difficult for me to see scenes with Danielle because uh, as the, uh, I, I just almost think that she's, she should never have been on television. 100%. She wasn't ready. She needs a guardian, emotional guardian in life. Okay. I wish that that guardian would have been her brother and her sister-in-law. Banjo music. Cause these are people we grew up with. Because Jake's from South Carolina and I'm from Oklahoma, y'all. This guy had a shirt that said "Bucked Up" on it. It said "Bucked Up," and his and his child bride, who was uh, who looked like she hasn't, she had not washed looked, her hair. Had washed malnourished. She looked malnourished. Had a shirt that said "Hot Candy" that I think she probably got in the limited to sales section, but because she's so petite, uh, a child size twelve child fits her. Size twelve is more. Oh, perfect. that's a good call. Between that and justice, it's like a good. Yeah, maybe other parts of the country we're we're walking towards wet seal, but we're not totally there. We couldn't. We, when you can't go all the way to wet seal, when you get distracted by an orange Julius, then you just end up at justice. Yes, exactly. Okay, oh. now the last couple is my favorite. This story still amuses me. I am intrigued by it. Of course, there's been an update to it, which we will get to. But I don't know if you could find a better story on 90 Day Fiance other than Yamir 
and Chelsea, shall we? Yamir. Okay, so Yamir and Chelsea met in his home country of Nicaragua. So in that country, Yamir is a star. It's like he's their version of Justin Bieber. Yamir would be giving all of that up, the fame, the stage, if he decided to stay in the States with Chelsea. And Chelsea is in Nicaragua because she was sort of like... um, like on a mission trip or, or yeah, mission adjacent. And so she loves the culture, loves the people, goes to a concert, sees them on stage, and basically becomes the Yoko Ono of Nicaragua. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. On my is true. Chelsea Yoko. Yeah. That is factual. And the greatest moment is when Yamir's manager voiced some of his concerns to her. He told the couple that it wasn't fair for Yamir to move out of, uh, move to rural, a rural Midwestern town. And, you know, Chelsea could at least move to a place like Miami or LA so that Yamir wouldn't feel completely cut off from his Latin culture and his burgeoning pop star career. But she insisted that they go back to the Midwest and, in fact, to live in her parents' basement. So... When you saw this story, did you think, like I did, there is no better story that could ever be told in the way that this is being told now? It, it's something I really love uh, this because this has been this is probably five or six years ago. I want to yes. say, yeah, I want to say it's five years ago. His hair really d- dates the time. Like, yeah. but, it, but also it's Nicaragua. So it's about four or five years past it. So it's like Justin Bieber, when Justin Bieber was popular. Like Her, you said, correct, correct. That. And um, I just thought, I, I, I liked it how his manager was kind of like stumbling over. He's like, no, uh, you, you cannot take my money. I made my client away. Exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> now, I, I want you to keep watching the season because one thing you do have to look forward to, you can look forward to, is that Yamir has a meeting with a Chicago recording exec because he believes somehow that there's a possibility that he can continue his music career even though he can barely speak English with a recording executive in, of all cities, Chicago. Toddlin' Town. Very, very Latino friendly. Very. I mean, I, it is, again, you know, this... The, what I like about them is it reminds me a little bit of kind of in before the 90 days currently it's Avery and Omar. So this kind of like, because I think we can all, we call it's a lot more tolerable than Avery. Oh, for sure. Avery's insufferable. Like I've said before, I just want to stick an apple in her mouth and tell her to shut up. Um, Get the apple reference. But right. just, I don't understand, but um, it is, what I think they, the, both those relationships shows that I think we all, we call these people on our show, we, we call lonely them each hearts. lonely hearts. And we all can relate to young, naive love. Right. And I think that Chelsea and Yamir definitely exemplify that. But, what? so it's sweet how they met and everything. But it really is that when you're that young, it, it is horrific to see that, like, this man is from Nicaragua. The opportunities he has got in this country, that how this white woman is talking about how literally they shower in a bucket. So therefore, she but now that he is like gained access to money, a career, and she feels like their love is worth it to take him away from that. It's and she's almost this white savior. 
I'm like, she, you have no idea of what you're doing, honey. I saw it as the opposite because he, the way he was with her, he couldn't keep his mouth off of her and kept calling her La Unica. Um, I just wrote down, uh, Yamir is freaky deaky, y'all. <laughs> like in the, in the, I guarantee you, he could do things to her. I mean, he probably did that no one had ever done from that mil- from that Illinois town. You, so she stigmatized. Oh, well, well, do we know yeah. that? Do are we aware of the update on them? Well, they, you know, they got married and then they quickly got divorced <laughs> two years later. Um, and I think he moved off to Colorado. And did he move down to Miami, I think? I'm not sure where he moved, but what's the update on Chelsea? That's the really important thing. She's in Colorado. I don't think she's any... Unless that I saw an update from a year ago, she is not with anyone yet, where Yamir had a girlfriend. No, no, no. Chelsea's with a woman now. (gasps) What? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That is... That makes so much sense. Sense, y'all. Oh, good for her. Good for her. I know it all came. It all. It it all. You know, worked out in the end. But it was probably want to come here anyway. I mean, what a great story. I mean, when are you ever going to see a Nicaraguan pop star? When are you ever going to see a story like that? I mean, mean, fantastic. Uh, The uh, casting for this season, unbelievable. Unbelievable. The only couple that's come close to that. It is uh, um, is this man named Mark from Baltimore who was in his fifties who basically got a replacement um, wife from Thailand? That's the only one that even came close to me. Yamir and Chelsea was such a hilariously bizarre tale. And again, like you pointed out earlier, it wasn't like a couple that met on an app. It was a couple that kind of just met in a in a foreign country and tried right. to make it work. It's interesting because you talk about there are a bit, there haven't been a lot, and especially our season, they all met online. Yeah, no one yep. met. No one actually met in person first because some of these, yes, Chelsea and Yamir are ridiculous and young, but at the same time, you can see, like with Chelsea and Yamir and with um, Evelyn and Justin, you're like, oh, again, I'm not kidding when I say, I'm horrible. I'm horrified, like Jake's going to China for a month in January, and I'm horrified that he's going to come back and say, I've, I met someone, we read poetry together, it was amazing, we sang together, and now I'm moving to China. Like, that was, people get swept up in that. And now I'm moving to China to be with my, to be with my fiancé, Shin. <laughs> that, Jake, that would totally... See, Jake is such, seems like a, a, a cynical person. I am but, a romantic. But he's such a romantic. I, I am one of those people. I think I, if, if I fell in love with someone, it would be the kind of thing that I would do. Especially if you were in Latin America, because y'all, he has a type. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, tell everybody where they can catch your show, which is pee your pants funny. And the, just if, if you can just listen to the theme song alone is worthy of an Emmy. Well, Jack is a musician. I mean, we were both musicians, but he's a writer, so he did write the lyrics. We sing along. Lost arts, y'all. So too, we want shows to have theme songs again. Anyway, you can. We are. Our show is called Ninety Day Gays. You can find us on (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. We have other shows too that you can see about. Our website is called Sissy That Talk. 
Sabrina.com. And you can see we do like Sabrina, other shows. We and we do Southern Southern, Charm. We've Broadway. been on your show. We talk about Sweet Tea or Southern Charm podcast. So you can find all of that information there. And we're gearing up, you guys. This is season seven. It's starting November 3rd. Of 90 Day Fiance. So we... There's an Oklahoma couple, and I'm so excited. And there's a creepy guy who says, who's dating a Thai model, says, I promise she's not a prostitute. I promise she's not so a prostitute. It's starting well. It's starting well. It looks yeah, good. If you need to tell, you need to preface things with she's not a prostitute. I just think maybe it's time to look in the mirror and ask yourself where it all went wrong. As we say, you might want to process that. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then, of well, course... You can catch my show, Reality Life yes. with Kate Casey, anywhere where you find podcasts. I re interview reality stars, directors, producers, and also recap garbage and glorious TV shows. You can find me in my Facebook group, Kate, Kate, Reality Life with Kate Casey. My Twitter is at Kate Casey. I tweet during shows and about shows all week long. And my Instagram is at Kate Casey CA. Matt Thank and Jake. You. I mean, thank you again. And tell just for, we love you so much. And we're doing, you know, obviously this is a crossover episode, so we're airing this on us. So just, I think a lot of people don't realize you've interviewed some 90 day fiance stars. So can you give a couple of, uh, can you just say a couple of people you've interviewed so people can look for that? Well, I think that the most important, well, first of all, I've interviewed the, the producer, Matt Sharp. So that's a great interview. But I think the most important one that everyone should listen to is when I interviewed Jesse from Amsterdam. Oh, I love loved that episode. I, I I think that's one of my most favorite interviews of all time. I'll be sure to put that for our listeners. I'll be sure to try to tag that specific episode and put it in the show notes for you. But we love you so much, Kate. It's been and, so nice talking with you, Kate. Yes, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again. I, I, I got to tell you, I really kind of ended up liking him. I thought he was in on the joke. Like, he was a good sport. I think he's profited from the show. He just got his psychology degree. He's going to be life coaching. He, no, he has his own podcast called something like Real talk with Jesse, or just oh. talk, talking with Jesse. Talking with Jesse. Okay. It has like three reviews. It looks you terrible. know what? He should have named his podcast "Not Uncle Jesse." Or he's an illusion. I do think I agree with him. Now that I'm seeing her more and more, I do think Darcy has a drinking problem and probably needs. She might want to process that. He said that on the show. He, he did say it. that. Yeah, he did say that. Now that I think about it. Wow, I got to go back and listen to that. Oh, listen, right, guys. Kate. Love you so much. To the moon and back. Too. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Ooh, wasn't that fun, y'all? It was. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was like an after-school special. It was. It was. <laughs> wasn't yeah. that fun, let's y'all? Just, let's yes. end this fucker. <laughs> 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 Y'all, anyway, oh, you if, can tell we're recording the outro yeah, after we can, had the you interview. You can tell. Yeah, the the it's it's we're faking. You know, shit, it's a late night. It's ready now. We do want to remind y'all, y'all. We have our other podcasts on Sissy That Talk. We've got Sweet Sweet Tea, which is Southern Charm podcast. We've got Bitchcraft, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We've got on Netflix. We've got River Males, which Riverdale. is Riverdale, which is Riverdale, and also Dear Maddie. Um, and you also, we're about to change our merch store. It should change. Um, Probably by next week, but for right now we've you got can lots of stuff. We're gonna have more, but right now you can get your OG mug at sissythattalk.com and just go click under swag and make sure to join our Facebook group, the Sissy Squad. I just saw a post in there. People are posting their dogs and what nine days character, and I was rolling. 
people, and everybody, there's a great drunk interview with uh, Darcy. Entertainment Tonight, yeah. And there's also a great <laughs> interview with Tim, kind of schooled me on feminism. I kind of need to rethink him now. <laughs> Although I love our Sissy Squad members, because they all were like, I was like, oh, Tim is thoughtful. And they were like, bitch, he just got good talking points from somebody in PR. Yeah, that's probably true. Y'all are sav- savage. I love it. Um, also, remember, Poodle loves nothing more than a review, Ooh. y'all. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we will love you forever. I just rub my belly. Y'all, and we know we talk about so much about these lonely hearts, and they are looking for love, but we are all just lonely hearts. Yeah, and remember, if you are looking for love in all the wrong places, and you decide to get a 90 day fiancé, call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.